Happy New Year, Kevin. Hey, how you doing? New me, new song. I'm Wanda Means. I'm one blunt woman. I'm the author of my book, The Shelf Life of a Secret, and the author of my blog. What, what's, what's my blog? JesusDivorceAndOver40.com. Or why does it put dot com in there? I thought it was JesusDivorceAndAlmost50.com. <laughs> I don't like that as much. You know, this is my year that I turned 50. I might have to grow up and mature. <laughs> so it was a great break. Um, I got lots of stories to tell. But the first thing I'm going to start off with is I have an announcement. Ooh, all right. How about a little? Uh, how about a little music or something? Okay, let's play some music. Oh, hold on. I gotta Uh-oh. gotta kill your. I I can't do two things at once. Jesus, Kevin. Here we go. Okay, no, it's not that kind of announcement. You said you had an announcement? No, I want a drum roll, not taps. Although, which, by the way, was one of my favorite movies from the early 80s. More like... More like what? Something like that? Yes. Okay, okay. Drum roll. Okay. (laughs) I have partnered with Yay Networks. They are the parent company of... Okay, you can just kill it. (laughs) Wow. You just killed. You just killed it. You killed yeah, it for sorry. me. Yeah, sorry. Well, we don't usually do sound effects. Uh huh. Okay, you're up. So I have partnered with Yay Networks. They are the parent company of Kid Craddock in the morning. Have you heard of that? They're on Kiss FM. They are syndicated nationally. You know, I'm nationally. vaguely familiar with that. You're vaguely. Well, you're from Dallas, but if you're not from <laughs> Dallas, it's Kiss FM. It's um, Yay Network is the parent company, and they have podcasts. And I will be on their platform, which is on Audio Boom. So you can find my podcast on AudioBoom.com. Or, of course, iTunes and SoundCloud. And there will be a whole other slew of um, podcasts. So now I have a deadline every single week to have my podcast out by 10 a.m. on Fridays. No pressure. Uh, you know what? I think that's going to be better for the show, though. We're going to have content every single week. And we let ourselves get a little too loosey-goosey. You know, it'll be nice to have a little more strict. Oh, I'm not uh, good at following <laughs> rules. However, I did sign a year-long contract, so I wanted to thank the guys at Yay Networks for um, believing in me. And I'm really excited. So that means I'll be having advertisers. So whenever we go to a break, I mean, I wonder who's going to advertise me. There you I go. mean, who's going to market? Who's going to pay for advertising? You think the Catholic diocese is going to be my first person that's going <laughs> to... Probably not. Okay, so if you don't know a thing about me, I generally do a couple segments. The first segment is pretty much me, my mouth, or also story time. I tell a lot of stories. And yes, then, my favorite. Yeah, and then I throw in uh, my weekly pedophile report, and although I know it's your favorite thing, although I may change it to the weekly pervert report, because there's always a pervert, like today, when I'm driving here, and this homeless guy is looking for money, and I kind of did a peace sign to him, and you know what he does with my peace sign? He takes a peace sign, puts it up to his mouth, and blows his tongue through his peace sign, you know, the two fingers, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, you are such a pervert. The, 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 I was just saying peace to you, <laughs> and he's like fucking he turning around. A, turn it oh. into a cunnilingus. And by the way, this show is explicitly rated, so I can't cuss. And uh, so the guys, speaking of what you had mentioned content, the guys at E8 Network, they do not own my content. And I think it's purely because they don't want to be liable for the shit that comes out of my mouth. And they are in no way trying to tell you not to swear. No, they're not. They're telling me to be me and to continue with what I do. Excellent. And so this is what I do. So I think we should go into a few stories. Sounds good. This is the story of my life. Yesterday, perfect example of a day in the life of me. I wake up at 6 a.m. to take Robert to detention. I know, don't laugh. But then I end the day with, you know, <laughs> watching my daughter be inducted to the National Honor Society. Yeah. So it's so, kind of like you never know what you're going to... I never know what I'm going to get. You know, <laughs> am I going to get the little shithead who's pulling crap? Oh, and he found the drill. And he goes, Mom, look what I can do. And he starts drilling holes in the wall. I'm like, what are you, three? He's going to be 13 in a few weeks. <laughs> 
Robert. But he's wise beyond his years. Yeah, he is wise beyond his years. And he's like, Mom, just give me a drill for uh, my birthday. I'm like, sure, I'll give you a drill and I'll give you a board with nails and you can just screw it all day long. What is it with guys liking to screw things? Yeah. <laughs> I never wanted a power tool when I was 13. Though. I don't know. He's getting to that age, you know, puberty. Oh, my God. I, I had that talk with him, but I'm not going to talk about that right now. I'm going to talk about that another time. Was it a talk about jerking off? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what all, I figured. It's always awkward with the boys and the girls. Like, you yeah. know, I've done it with the girls. Yep, and, yep. You know, my daughter's friends come up to me and say, well, They come to you with questions. How do you do this? And I'm like, uh, ask your mother. Um, that's awkward for me a little bit, and I'm not very awkward. Yeah, it is. It wasn't one of those things where it's probably a little bit different for every person when it comes to girls. Like a guy, you know, it's pretty, pretty well, simple. On the show today my second segment is generally something that you know i like to share with the world you know my opinion and you know what opinions are opinions are like assholes everybody has one and an opinion truly is the lowest form of knowledge the highest form of knowledge is empathy Mm -hmm. but i give my opinion and generally it's you know basically assholes that i tell stories on i have an opinion over every asshole that we've ever known not to mention my stepmother. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you uh, teased a little uh, story involving involving your mom before the show that I'm dying to get to. Oh, yeah. Point, gotta, you know, that's don't another rush story. It. I know. Right. I got to tell a story about my mother. But so I drove little Richard to college this week, 17 hours in the car. Love that kid. You know what I found out about his school? You know, he goes to Embry-Riddle. Yeah. Which is an aviation school. Yeah. One of the pilots in 9-11 was tra- went to school there. Really? So now they're telling me it's so... Not hard to get in, but they certainly make it a lot more difficult. Yeah. So Little Richard had no problem getting in. I don't know why, but that's scary. It's a great school. That is scary, though. I mean, that's how good they. I just and it really creeps me out that that ha- and and that, they obviously did not know this. No. You know? Right. 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 Of course. Right. Not. It's just scary. So I drove him to school. And we love to listen to comedians, and we—it's a great foundation for. I feel like either I have the mentality of a nineteen-year-old boy, or he has the mentality of a fifty-year-old woman. I'm not <laughs> but either sure way, which. you see eye to eye, and I know we're laughing at the same things. And I'm like, Richard, I, I just don't know. Like, why would we <laughs> laugh at the same things? He got so mad at me because I, I had to move my mattress from my lake house to the house that I bought in Dallas so I could be um, closer to the high school for the girls, and it went flying off of eight twenty. And so we had to pull him inside <laughs> oh, the road and pick up the mattress. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. And then, but it, and then the strap broke. So his buddy Colton had to literally lay on to it, hanging on to the mattress, driving down the highway. And here they're thinking, oh, my God. You know, Richard's thinking like a plane. When, if a window were to open up and someone were just to fly just out. Sucked out. Yeah, sucked like, out like of a goldfinger or something. So that's what Richard thinking is going to happen to his friend. I, <laughs> I went, I'm like, why didn't you get any pictures? This is the shit I want to see. Yeah. And he's like, Mom, I'm so done helping you. I'm like, no, you're not. You want money. You're never done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your money's still green. I guarantee I, you that. I told you he did favor delivery this Christ- this Christmas holiday. Yeah, yeah. How was that? Uh, he delivered a cupcake to someone. Like, oh, yeah. Somebody couldn't, couldn't go get their own fucking I, cupcake? I know. He, he's like, Mom, it's crazy. So, um, I New Year's Eve, have all these kids over, and um, they're having so much fun, and we're having fun. And one of the girls comes up to me and says, Wanda, oh my God, I'm reading your book and it's actually good. <laughs> Kids have no idea when they, when they say <laughs> offensive shit like that. <laughs> no, it's it's like, like, I'm like, did don't you, be so surprised. Did you think I'm stupid or something? I, mean, <laughs> I, I didn't have the ability to write a funny book or a good book. And anyways, I was like, I was really... Uh, Please, I guess it's the shelf life of a secret. You could buy it on Amazon.com. There's my plug. Maybe we should have an advertisement for that. I have it on my nightstand right now. So my brother comes for Christmas, and uh, and my brother 
love him, Mike. He's been on the show. Before. I was about to say, you, yeah, the Mike. And on the show. he is so funny because he loves Bucky's. You know what Bucky's is? Oh right? hell yeah, yeah, Bucky's rocks. If you're in the south. Uh, they may have them in the north. I don't know, but it's it's enormous so. gas station that sells everything. So he loves to bring me a family gift bag for the family. You know, he always brings the kids something, and he brings me this bag of goodies, and I'm like, oh. Bucky's, yay. <laughs> Bucky's rocks. And I'm so I'm opening the things and there's like pickled okra and pickled green beans. Like, Can you pee jerky in there? Yes. It's part of my story. Oh, okay. Their jerky is the best. But like all the things that, you know, I truly like, but then there is a half-eaten bag of beef jerky. <laughs> I'm like, did, like, Mike, I did did you mean to give me your half-eaten bag of jerky? Like, that is the sweetest gift ever. Yeah, it's like if you got a little bit hungry in the car and you wanted to get into it, fine, but you don't still have to include it in the gift, you know? Like, yeah, you could have just know. hung on to that Like, part. you could have just eaten <laughs> yeah. it. I, I didn't, and then there's like, they have this thing called beaver <laughs> nuggets. And she's like, my sister-in-law, and she's so funny. And, <laughs> and the reason I'm telling this is because they do listen to all my podcasts. So I'm telling them, next time you give me a gift, Put in the full bag, not the half-eaten bag. It's the thought that counts. I get it. But don't eat my gift. <laughs> so like my mother, you know, her siblings. They yeah, would- the half-eaten gift or the, is, is somewhat similar to the compliment about your book. You know oh, yeah, I, mean? I know. <laughs> I, and I love him. I do. I, do. I love my brother to death. That was and a half-eaten family. compliment. Sounds like, right. So, um, so my brother calls me today. And uh, the reason I brought that story up is because, like, my mother and her siblings, they would give each other this fancy heron pottery crap that's, you know, $1,000 for a little soap dish or just just the whole material things that I really don't care about. I've never been about material things. I've yeah. always been about more experiences. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, I couldn't be more opposite of my mother. In, well, in many ways. In many ways. <laughs> although this way, I'm wondering if I'm not opposite of her. So my brother calls me today, and I'd already written my whole podcast out. And so, but I have to interject the story. Please. Um, he calls me and says, Wanda, the state of Texas has called me today. I guess part of their health division for elderly people or something. He wasn't quite sure mm-hmm. what, you know part of the bureaucracy it was and he says they got a complaint or maybe more a concern that um (laughs) my mother was having non-consensual sex in her retirement home or her memory care facility oh jesus so she's been busted a few times with a couple men (laughs) and so apparently when you are not mentally 100 percent and you don't have all your mental capacities about you. Then you're you. not cleared for, for you, sexual encounters? You cannot consent to ah, sex. Ah, gotcha. So Mike said, do you need me to give her consent? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't, because you, you know how I did that video talking to my son? I'm very, you know, oh, yeah. when it comes to sex, it has to be. Of age, consensual, wear a condom. You know, I'm very strict about this. Absolutely. So now i got to think about, you know, this is my mother. Yeah. Or with any person out there that has someone that's not 100% mentally, because she has dementia. I mean, obviously, she's not in her right self. I mean, how do we determine? I mean, she's still obviously, God, God, I hate I mean, that would it, suck. But she if, still has a physiological need to have sex, right. clearly. But and if you have the wherewithal to know what you're doing and still have that desire, I mean, that would suck for somebody to tell you, like, oh, you know, you you're, can't. you're not, yeah. But <laughs> so, it does of age change when you become a certain age? When you because lots of times you know that when we become when we have dementia, we go back to being a child again, right? 
So this is, I'm going to get back to this. I'm going to do some more research on this because I do find this fascinating. Although, good God, I can't believe she's still fucking in the nursing home. And yeah. And this is somewhat of a, you know, I mean, you've always they, had somewhat of a strained pregnant. relationship. I do. I, of course I do. Of course you do. And I, I, I don't want to think about her having sex. Right. And why is, and official complaints have been filed. Is this a thing? I, I've never heard of that. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. With that, we're going to the weekly pedophile report. Oh, great. Something light. It's either the weekly pedophile report or the weekly pervert report. This week, it's the pedophile report. Well, pedophile is so, you know, the pedophile report is so, such a, you know, it's been a, a staple of your show since the very beginning. It has so been a staple of my show. If you've never listened to my show and you're wondering why the fuck I would just throw out a pedophile, it's because, well, I was sexually assaulted as a child. And whereas I do not find sexual assault of children funny in any way, I do find. Um, and your mom turned a blind eye to all this, just you know, yeah, tying back I, to the yes, whole. Yes. Long story. You can always go back to my uh, other episodes and listen to anything you want because I always talk about it. But I try. You know, nobody wants to hear me yak for thirty minutes about um, sexual molestation of children because it's not fucking funny. It is right. utterly depressing. However, I do like to call them out because I feel that they need to be called out. Yeah, I agree. What R. Kelly? They did some special in Lifetime three night special. He loved 15-year-olds. I don't know. He peed on them. He abused them. He married them. Yeah, you asked me about this when I came in. That's what I remember here. I remember a pee thing back when I was in like high school, some shit. He was like in his late 20s, early 30s with multiple 15-year-olds. I don't get it. I don't. I'm not into children. Um, But I I look at my daughter. I mean, I see child. I, yeah, I, I don't understand. And and men, you know, a fifty year old man will date a twenty five year old. I don't get it. But but he denies but that's all this age shit. And that's is that legal. What? But you know, if you're thirty and you're, I maybe he looks at a fifteen year old and thinks they're an adult. I don't know. I I just what what is with this guy? Is he still alive? Oh yeah, he's definitely still alive. Okay, is he some black rapper? Yes. Um, but he all and he came out with some like tell all. Him yeah, yeah. Saying, yeah. look, dude. Because I thought he came out with some like tell-all song or something about how he'd been you know wrongfully accused of all this kind of shit and how rough his life's been and whatnot. But then, yeah, I think you're right that then a bunch of people come out and said, no, 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 this is all legit. I, I don't know. I don't know the full R. Kelly thing either. I thought the guy had completely vanished from the face of the earth until about four days ago. Well, when this Lifetime thing came out. Well, so anyway, so if you're going to listen, I, I truly hope you do listen to my show. But every show, I'm going to throw in some sick dude that I want to call out because I think it's fun. Well, even if it's not, we can still call it the weekly pedophile report, even if it's just a pervert. Okay, I have to cut bait. Next time I cut bait, maybe we'll have an advertiser. Won't that be awesome? I'll be back, and when I come back, we're going to be talking about my favorite thing, orgasms. Welcome back to One Blunt Woman. Okay, Kevin, I have been reading this fabulous book. It's called Mating in Captivity, and this is what I wanted to talk about in the second segment of my show. And the thing is, the longer the relationship, the more the sex wanes. And that is so true, though. And it's a trade-off. People want security and love, but when you 
want security and love and you get that sometimes you give up passion and desire yes so and i totally understand that that's happened to me in my older age and i swear it has nothing to do with like i know in a lot of relationships because it happened to me when i was younger it would happen to be you know as you get older maybe you fall out of love with someone or you're done it's attracted to them but like in my relationship now that's never happened but I, I, for some reason, lack like the the effort and energy. It's like to to you know what I mean. Well, it's, especially when I start taking antidepressants, that's what totally fucked up my libido. Well, and that's interesting because so many people take antidepressants, and that is the opposite thing of what you really want to be doing. Because right now, I want to stop a taking dopamine release of an orgasm and the testosterone release and the cortisol release is far better for you than an antidepressant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And it's healthy and natural. And if you're borderline depressed and you're truly not depressed, you're maybe sad or something, a good workout and a good orgasm will kind of like solve that problem. Yeah. I mean, I don't take any pills. And um, I, I used to. I used to be a pill popper. Oh, for my new listeners, that's something you'll know about me. <laughs> I've had every addiction possible. Oh, man. Sex, love, drugs, pills. Not really drugs. I never did anything like stupid like meth. Yeah. Although every convenience store I walked into, Florida, driving my son there, there was definitely meth heads. I feel like it's something they sell, you know, at the 7-Eleven. You know, here you go. You want some meth with your um, gum? Yeah. I tried it a couple times when I was young. Meth? Yeah. Ooh. I never, it, it wasn't, it, that was in my, in my stupid time in my life where I'm like, oh, I'll try anything once. But it was one of those things that talk about being instantly addictive. I didn't like it at all. So it wasn't, it wasn't something I ever had the desire to do again. But granted, looking back, very stupid decision. Could have ended up, you know, ending much, much well, worse. Well, I am not a meth, coke, uh, heroin, ex. I had to do anything. Yes. I smoked a little pot and I popped some pills. And, but, I, but the point is, I've always had an addiction of some sort. Right. So you have to have somewhere to channel that, that yeah, part of your personality. Well, when we talk about the A score, the advanced child experiences, when we talk about the higher your number, the more likely you are to have addictions. And if you listen to any of my podcasts, I talk about the A score lots. But I am not going to talk about my childhood right now. I'm talking about something fascinating, and it's the female orgasm. And as with her book, Mating in Captivity, it was written by Esther. Esther Perel. You can listen to her TED Talks, and or you could read her book, Mating in Captivity. She talks about the parallel we draw between desire and um, security, the parallel between sexuality and domesticity. And sometimes they're just not parallel. Yeah. I mean, they may intersect, but as complicated as it is, is to maintain a healthy, passionate, sexual love affair in a long-term relationship, it's complicated. Just as complicated as the female orgasm is. So the second half of my show, I generally talk about, I have something to share with the world. And what I'm sharing with the world, because so many people don't understand, is the female orgasm. And we still don't know how many people have ever, women have ever had an orgasm. I do know that the numbers are increasing. Yeah, aren't there some women who claim like they can be in relationships and have never had an orgasm? There are women who cannot, and most women. So here's the thing about orgasm. There's things, facts about the female, let, let's talk about the female anatomy first. And then we'll get into the different types of orgasms. All right. So, like, uh, in our clitoris, we have well over 8,000 nerve endings. So how, does that how does that compare to, do you know the nerve endings in a, in a, a dick? One. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that. Oh, Damn it, I'm so upset sorry. that I did not look Didn't that up. Didn't research that one? You all, you know, men, 
they have an explosion, but women, when they have an orgasm, you can't see it unless, you know, some women can squirt. Right. Um, Aren't you one of those people? I am one of those people. And to this day, it is a hot debate amongst doctors about where that fluid comes from. Yeah. They still oh, totally. Know. I was just listening to a, a Howard Stern show the other day, and they were arguing. Does about it that. come from? Is it urine? They no. don't know. Is, is it, it partly urine? Is it part something is else? It is it the lining of your vaginal wall? Because remember, we talked about it before. It comes from the skin. They believe it comes from the skin's glands. Remember yeah, when I yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. that doctor that found that in mm-hmm. the fifteen hundreds, and his dad sitting in the bar going, "The rest totally. of the time, my son's name will be on a vagina." <laughs> the skein gland. Yeah, I do remember I was talking about that though, but still, I I don't think there's any concrete. Yeah, no one's so, decided exactly so what it is. They say the vaginal orgasm is a myth, which some people say that I have them. So, because a lot of women need clitoral stimulation. Clitoral stimulation is the outside where you mm-hmm. where all those nerve endings are, and you touch. And so, and then you can have what they call a blended orgasm. With the vaginal orgasm, that means like it's something internal. It's internal, gotcha. right? And so, and it is a very different feeling. I think from, that's totally a real thing. It's very different from. Um, that, what do you call uh, the external exterior clitoral orgasm? Clitoral or? orgasm. Yeah. So I mean, but they say only ten percent of women have had anal sex, and this is another type of orgasm. What percent? 10%. 10%? The numbers are low. That's really low. But, but, of those 10%, 50% of them experience an orgasm through anal sex. Because if you look at the human anatomy, the perineum is a thin tissue, pretty much it separates the vagina and the clitoris with the um, anus and the, and the rectum. Yeah. It's a Thin, thin, tiny layer, and so you could. It's not like it's a. It's not like the wall that Trump's building. I mean, oh God, did I just go political? <laughs> yeah, on the show? you totally did. God, I. That's another thing. I don't ever talk politics. Had to bring up the wall. Had to bring up the wall. Um, I, you know what I say about that? Why don't we just annex Mexico? <laughs> yeah. We should become one big happy family. So, but we're talking vaginal wall, not uh, yeah. We're not talking vaginal wall, <laughs> not, not the border. Anyway, so it's it's so thin that you could feel everything on, in both ways. So, I highly suggest if you've never had anal sex, try it. See, I but only- don't don't go. Don't have anal and then go to the vagina. Don't. Do oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. You That's gotta, no good. You got to keep it clean. So, but, but I've only ever done that with two different women, and both times they ended up liking it more than I did. Um. Well, I will tell you. That's just because I'm a germ phobe is why I don't like it. It just grosses me out. I know guys are talk- most guys would call me a pussy for that, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It's just not something I'm really interested so in. So what I've been not told to- from my current lover that when it goes in, it's very tight, but then it's kind of loose. And so the tip of his doesn't feel where the hole is, where the entry point is. Because it goes in and then it becomes vast, whereas in a vagina you could kind of feel the right, whole thing, right? Which I find fascinating because yeah. that, that's why it is different for a guy. They like the tightness of it, but then it. Anyway, I'm not a guy. I don't have a penis. And from what I remember, it wasn't that different. Feeling, honestly, I don't. I, I, got I was very always kind of drunk. Since but, I, uh, uh, from a guy's end, it kind of is. Are you one of those guys that takes forever to come when they're drunk? Because oh, it's big time. So annoying. Yeah, I'm just like, I'll just be like, okay, I'm done. Yep. This was fun. Can we wake up and do it in the middle of the night when we're sober? You know, I, But sober, me and my girlfriend can both finish real quick. drunk sex so. fun? I don't know, because guys like to do that sometimes, to go for a long time. Yeah, but they don't even know what they're thinking. Yeah, that's true. And sometimes they're trying to almost, they're using their mind to try to make it finish faster, because they're worried about it, you know? You you get in your head, and you're like, oh, God, she's not liking this. She just wants me to hurry up and finish. So, Oh, well, that is true. The head gets in the way, and she talks about this in her book, Mating in Captivity, about how your head can be traumatized as the man. 
Hmm. And the woman, too. I mean, because, you know, most of sex is in our imagination. But as a woman, you Even can finish when you're drunk? Sex is easily? in your head. It's not in your vagina so much. Yeah, that's true. True. Emotional. Um, so, like, do you know that you, like, I've had an orgasm during yoga. Oh, that's weird. So Without ten, any actual contact? Ten, no contact. Ten percent of women can have an orgasm um, during exercise. It's mainly abdominal. If you do yoga and you know what the camel is, it's when you bend all the way backwards. I've never done yoga. Oh, then you wouldn't know camel. <laughs> that shouldn't surprise you. But do you know what downward dog is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, so it's the opposite. Got oh, it. oh, I gotcha. Anyway, so it can it can get the blood flow. Um, but when you're drunk, you can finish, no problem? No, I have a hard time. Oh, no, okay. I, no, I can. But it takes a while for you to? Or... No, I gotta think about it. Who wants to think when they're drunk? But it's a catch-22 because drinking makes you horny. I don't know about that. No? I think everything makes me horny. Yeah. So, like, for me, when I don't get laid and I am horny and you're aroused, what Esther Perel talked about in her book mating in captivity is that that arousal when you're not touched when you're not taken care of you're not loved you're not getting sex that arousal can turn to rage so think about those same hormones that are arousing you and you want sex so badly it turns to rage Mm -hmm. now that's my guess of why some guys don't stop when they're with a woman and it becomes rape right i've never raped anyone Mm -hmm. um but I can wonder that how that arousal, but there's got to be a point where you stop and you say, I'm so fucking aroused right now, but you don't want it. So I got, and so you got to cut it off. So that's. Yeah. Hey, you got to learn to say when, learn to know when to say no. And, and at some point, but any guy is, I, and, been and, in and that, that causes like, lots of fights for me and my boyfriend because yep. I'm like, I need sex because I'm Oh, a I crazy. thought you were going to say sometimes you're like, just, I need you to stop. And he just wants to keep going. <laughs> no, it's the other way around. Okay. I'm always the horny one. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm still in my 40s. Not for much longer. But Any long guys enough. listening would love to have that problem. So, okay. Fair enough. So, not always. Some guys, you know, as she talks about, sexual drive wanes. How do you keep it going? And what's worse is when one person is aroused all the time mm-hmm. and wants sex and is at the highlight of their sex. Maybe that's why a lot of, there's a lot of cougars, a lot of 49-year-olds want to be with a lot of 25-year-olds because... 20-year-olds Because the libido are, and the stamina. The libido and, is the same. Uh-huh. I don't know. So, keep going. Now, there's 11 types of orgasms, and I know we were talking about, and I know we were talking about this, like there's a nipple orgasm. I think, we've, I think we talked about this actually way back when. Okay, we did talk about this way back when, but they've added a few. When I talked about it on a show, it was eight orgasms. There was like seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. There were eight of them that a woman can have, and a guy can have one. You know, wax off comes out. That's That's pretty much it. And and it's truly, if this just explains the difference between men and women, we can't have one kind of orgasm. We have to have 11 different kinds. And a guy just has one. Yep. We're so much more complex. We are the super highway. You guys are a two lane road or a one lane road. Hell, I don't know. You guys are just, men are just so much more simple. And the more I'm in my relationship with my boyfriend, the more I think I just don't get how simple you are. I just, because we are so complicated and we do complicate things. Mm hmm. And why don't you... I mean, there are sexual complexities involved with men, I think, most certainly, but it's minuscule compared to that of a female. Okay, so... So, true. Some of the things that we talk that I've talked about, the clitoral, the vaginal, the G-spot. Remember, we've talked all about this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, mo- a sleep orgasm. 
We didn't talk about that. Oh, because shit. I still I do, get those. It's possible to have... A, I didn't know women did that. What? You can get those? You wake up... Absolutely. If what if, if I don't have sex or we, I, I don't masturbate for a little while, absolutely, it'll happen. And it's funny. I, I almost my body can kind of tell. Like I'll be think, right before I'll be trying to get laid. Do you think you're touching yourself then, in the middle of the night, or do you think no, you, definitely not. Really? Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show it's it is all mental. I'm just having a very yeah complex dream, and I totally wake up and I, bl- I blew a load. Load. And it's embarrassing See, when you're 33 years old and that's, that's still how, happening. That's how, <laughs> like that's how men and women are different. We don't blow loads. Yeah, that's true. We call it squirting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's my all-time favorite kind of orgasm. It's a squirting orgasm. And we still don't know what it is. Is it a... What I, is, I don't know. What's the fluid that's coming out of you? So the one thing that... This is was new to me and this really uh, kind of opened my eyes. It's called a blended orgasm. Kind of like when you blend a family, when you have a boyfriend and he has kids and you have kids. No, it's not really the same. I'm just it's kidding. A, <laughs> it's like an orgasm cocktail. A blended <laughs> orgasm is a lot more fun than a blended <laughs> family. I'm just going to say that right now. And we're not married. We have no intention of getting married, but we still have been dying with both kids. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hardest thing I've ever done. My stepmother's still a cunt. <laughs> I refuse to be a cunt to anyone. But a blended orgasm is a, um, it's when, let's say you're stimulating your clitoris and he's inside you and you have a G-spot at the same time you have a clitoral orgasm. I gotta tell you, so fucking fascinating. Yeah. Oh, God, it feels so good. <laughs> Couldn't it be possible, like, say, uh, Without being too crude, if you're you're going down on a woman and say you have a digit, you know, inside, and then you're using your tongue on the exterior, you know, the clitoral. Can, yeah. Could you have a clitoral and a vaginal at the same time? Is that well, like yeah, possible? Yeah, because it's, it's called a blended orgasm. I mean, that's that's crazy. I mean, it's so deep and so strong, your whole body shivers. I highly recommend it. I think more women should have more orgasms. That's all I'm saying, and this is why I'm starting off my new year with an orgasm. Let's start it off with a punch. <laughs> so, um. There are health benefits to having orgasms. Number one is you glow. Kind of like when you're pregnant, you glow. Oh, it's the same kind of thing? It's just like a hormonal deal? You, or? you know some women have orgasms when they're giving birth. Really? Yeah. Did you have that? And do you know... No, I didn't. I mean, not. you've had four kids. You never had a... But when I've been breastfeeding, I've had sensations. Oh, yeah. all right. Um, when you... Now, I haven't breastfed in 13 years. Uh, when you have an orgasm... Um, it says that your pain threshold can increase by well over 100%. I could see that. That totally makes sense. So all those 8,000 nerve endings are too busy thinking about yeah. the ecstasy versus any sort of pain. So that's probably why some women have orgasms when they're pregnant. I remember I was with this girl one time and we were, uh, she was, I don't want, once again, I'm getting too crude. I was standing up and she was on bed on all fours, you know, and I was from behind and my knee, my shins were hitting the the bed frame and it hurt so bad. But, but then when I finished, it completely went away. <laughs> I was like, all of a sudden, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. My shins are killing me. I think it's because all your thought process is going to your orgasm and not to your pain. It's kind of like you're yeah, intercepting, yeah, you're, right, shifting at, yeah, you're yeah. intercepting where your um, nerves are going, where your, where your feelings are going. Yeah. Anyways, there's tremendous <laughs> Sorry, health benefits. What? I didn't mean to derail to go off on a tangent about the, the pain thing there. Think about the all four. Think about. Thank you for the visual of all four. <laughs> Sorry. Good to know. Uh, well, so, thank you for the squirting visual. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, you're like my brother. I'm so happy we can talk about sex. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, okay. Obviously, health benefits. Truly, like I said before, a good orgasm is far better than any sort of antidepressant. It's better for your emotional health. It relieves stress. There's a cardio um, component to it. The blood flowing. You glow. 
once you understand how you can have an orgasm, then go for it. Have them. Are there different benefits for the different types of orgasms, or is it all they all pretty much do the same thing? Well, that's you know, a good a question. Um, well, w- you know, we release a dopamine, a serotonin, a testosterone, um, all a cortisol. All these hormones are being released. Some go up, some come down, and there are tremendous health benefits. And now, for like a vaginal versus a clitoral, I. That's a good question. You know I'm going to research that. All right. I think that's a good one. And and start to look up how many nerve endings are in a penis as opposed to... <laughs> Hold on, let me write that down. <laughs> nerve endings, penis. How do you spell penis? For people okay. who are just listening, she's actually writing it down. <laughs> For the record, I write all of my shows. Um, none of them, are, they're not really scripted, but I do have notes for everything that I You got I bullet say. points, yeah. I have bullet points. I... I um, I am. Um, I do prepare for these shows, so I hope you come in and listen every Friday morning at 10 a.m. You can find me on iTunes, Podcast.com, Google Play, however you listen to podcasts. I'm Wanda Means. I'm the author of my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over 40.com, and my book, The Shelf Life of a Secret. And do not forget, from tremendous pain comes an enormous amount of strength.